Hello and welcome to Inside Creativity, a podcast to guide you through the beautiful yet challenging process of making the creative projects you dream of. We'll go behind the scenes to explore building creative lives that are good on the inside and creating in a way that is effective, sustainable and joyful. I'm your host, Elin Love, a creative coach and writer. I live in Sweden, drink lots of tea and I am so glad to dive deep into creativity with you. Hello there creative, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I am here in my armchair. The sun has actually not quite disappeared yet as I'm recording this, which is a good sign. And I must say, I'm finding February more tolerable than usual. I'm actually having a little bit of spring feeling in my energy levels, in my inspiration. I don't know if it's just my Amsterdam trip or if maybe the weather is a little bit warmer than usual here in Sweden, or maybe we're having more sunshine than usual. I don't know what it is, but I am so very inspired. And uh, the topic I'm gonna talk about today is something that I've had on my content idea list for, I don't know, probably two years or something. Uh, And I started writing a post one time and, I don't know, I never really got around to it and maybe it had to percolate more in my mind before I talked about it and that is art versus content. And it is also a good time to be talking about this because I am doing something new. I am changing things in my content ecosystem and I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about content, I'm thinking about art um, and that is that I'm starting a Substack. I'm moving my email letters, I'm moving my blog, merging them into a Substack. And I am so incredibly inspired about this. Uh, I'll tell you more why in a bit. Uh, but to begin this, to begin this topic of art versus content, let us first define what art is. So when I talk about art, I don't just talk about art that is painting. Uh, When I talk about art, I talk about creativity that has an inherent value. So art is an expression of creativity. It exists primarily for its own sake. It has value in itself. And that is different from content, which I will get to. So what could this be? It could be a novel, it could be a movie, it could be um, songs, uh, it could be a theater production, it could be paintings, it could be, yeah, I'm sure we can come up with some more examples. When I talk about art and I talk about artists, I talk about this, I talk about self-expression through creativity and I talk about creating um, something, a piece of art that is to be enjoyed uh, as like it doesn't lead to anything else. Uh, Appreciating this piece of art is the end uh, goal. And the way we create it and why we create it is to um, exercise our creativity, it is to express ourselves as artists, it might be to 
explore questions, themes, things that that you are interested in. Um, and that is the end goal in itself. That's art. What then is content? So content, the way I see it, the way I see it is that on one end of the spectrum, we have uh, art. On the very other end of the spectrum, we have marketing. And content is the thing that falls somewhere in between these two. And content is everything that we create that has a structure, that has a purpose, that has an external purpose that isn't just the content in itself. So marketing is the is, is the most extreme example of this and especially like traditional marketing or mar- when we think of marketing, that's what we think of. Um, it's the thing that exists not for itself. Marketing in itself, um, it's not the inherent value. Marketing exists for something else. It exists to promote something else. It exists to make you believe something or make you do something or make you um, catch your attention for something. Marketing has a purpose. It is defined and it's restricted and it is created with a purpose in mind. That is marketing. And content then is somewhere in between. And it can fall quite far towards the end of art, or it can fall very far towards the end of marketing. And sometimes it can be marketing uh, that is has qualities of art to it. So it can sort of be both at the same time. Um, but often this is a spectrum and content uh, is it falls somewhere in between. And content, of course, is the things that we create on a regular basis. It is this podcast, it is Instagram, it is blogs, it is YouTube. It is all of those things that we create for an audience, for a platform, things like that. So content has rules to play by. It is part of a conversation with an audience. It has often a defined structure, maybe not necessarily a like uploading schedule, but quite often actually an uploading schedule. Um, It has often defined themes and topics. It has often a defined style that you keep to. It has an intended audience and it often has a platform with an algorithm that you need to take into account. And this steers content very uh, concretely towards, okay, content content is not free. Content is not, um, content does not have the creative freedom that art does. And uh, it has, it has the, all the restrictions and rules that we decide and we set up around it and that the platforms set up around it. Uh, Content is the thing that is branded. It is uh, the thing that, okay, uh, maybe you have a certain um, style that you post on on Instagram, for example. Maybe you uh, make videos for YouTube and you have um, these little um, pictures, thumbnails 
that people click on that follow a certain um, certain style. This is content, and it is different from art. And we are in trouble when we expect our art to be content. So let me take an example of this. Let's let's talk about Van Gogh that I again can't, I don't know, don't know if I pronounce his name correctly, uh, but Van Gogh, the painter and artist um, from last week. So when he made uh, his painting of the sunflowers, for example, that was art. The painting itself is art and it took him probably like he, it took him a long while to get to paint the painting the sunflowers actually he painted them to have something on the walls in uh, in a room in a studio uh, which is interesting in itself but however um, he painted them if Van Gogh had uh, made a, a time lapse of him painting it and put that up on YouTube that would have been content if he took a picture of um, of the sunflowers and put them on Instagram, that would have been content. Um, and how he like if he maybe maybe he did a flat lay, maybe not so realistic with the painting, but he would have styled the painting and like put a little uh, thing um, like a plant beside it or something. Maybe he ha- would have some actual sunflowers and like compared them. That would have been content. And he would have thought about, okay, so uh, when can I post this to have the biggest reach? He would have thought of, of how can I, um, yeah, who, who would like these paintings? Things like that. And that would have been content, but that doesn't make the art itself content. And when we expect our art to follow the rules of content, that puts a lot of pressures on art that doesn't belong there. So when I say this, I don't mean that we can't have like uh, schedules or routines or habits around art. Uh, We can, we can have that. Um, And I don't mean that art can't be like something consistent. I mean, what I mean is that if we expect our content, like if we expect our uh, Instagram posts to have the value of art, and if we are making art and putting it on Instagram, for example, uh, we can't expect that it will perform the way we want content to perform. Um, First of all, art sometimes doesn't hit the, um, it doesn't do well as content. Art doesn't necessarily do well as content. Uh, That doesn't mean that art in itself doesn't have value. It just means that it doesn't fit the the formula that uh, that particular world of content follows. And this is something that have been seen a lot with, for example, on Instagram with people who maybe their Instagram accounts got uh, grew, grew by doing something and then they post things that are more close to their heart that are less content and more art. 
and then that doesn't do well. Uh, we have also seen a lot of really good photographers who view photography more as an art, uh, who are more artists in their photography, and their photography doesn't do well on Instagram because Instagram is not a platform for art, it's a platform for content. So an example of this would be if you are an artist in the traditional sense of making uh, paintings. Maybe you are making paintings and selling them on on Etsy, for example. And you also have an Instagram account. And if you expect that you can make, um, make paintings at the rate that you want to post on Instagram, for example, that is putting content expectations on your art. However, you can photograph the same paintings 10 times and post it on Instagram. That is following the content rules for content. But if you expect your, yourself to, okay, so I need to post something on Instagram and therefore I need to make art so I can post it on Instagram, that is putting content expectations on art. And I don't think that you should do that. The same can be said if you write fiction and uh, you, this is something I've seen in uh, the self-publishing world of people who say, okay, I, I am going to put out one novel every year. Um, and you have that as a sort of publishing schedule. And that also doesn't take into account the um, sometimes non-linear um, unexpectedness and these sometimes sort of unruly way that art can develop. Maybe your artistry needs to take a turn to the left, for example. Um, and working that out might take longer than you expect. And you might not be able to put out uh, a novel a year when that happens. But when you put those expectations on your art, then you are restricting your art, you're restricting your artistic development, you are restricting the freedom of your art. And if you, if you want to see your art more as content, that's of course 100% fine. Um, but if you want to be an artist, if you want to have the artistic freedom, then don't put content expectations on your art. So this is something I sometimes see with creatives who, um, who consume a lot of content um, and have, um, like, there is a view on things online where we sort of equate content and art. Uh, and when we uh, we are so used to content that we have sort of forgotten uh, that art is different from content and that it doesn't follow the same rules as content and that actually art needs the freedom uh, that content doesn't have. Um, it needs to be without necessarily certain expectations. It needs to be created in a space where you are more in conversation with yourself and your creativity and your self-expression rather than thinking, okay, so I need to make this for this audience. It needs to fit into this format. It needs to be this and this and this. Um, because then we are restricting the creative expression that is art. 
So, um, all this being said, this exists on a spectrum. Like I said before, I view it as art on one end, marketing on the other hand, and content can sort of slide between the two. And if you are publishing something regularly, there can be pieces of art that are made into content. There can be pieces of content that are far towards the art side. There can be other pieces of content in the same sort of publication that are more towards the marketing side. So when I think about my own content, maybe it sounds <laughs> maybe it sounds here like I uh, put art on a pedestal and don't like content. That's not, that's not what I'm saying here. When I look at this myself, for me, my true expression of art is my writing. Um, my novel is definitely 100% art. I do not put any content expectations on my novel, which is why it's taking forever to write it. <laughs> um, and that is the backside, definitely. Uh, but I have uh, creative freedom within that project. And that, I think, is very, very important for me as a writer, as a creative. Um, and if I were to put more of a content expectation on the novel, then it would lose a part of its magic for me. Um, and I think that that is something that is true for many creatives as well. When we maybe start in uh, an art side of the spectrum and then we start creating content and we start to put content expectations on our art and then we feel a little bit lost because we have lost that creative expression that creative freedom that exists within art and what I say is that sometimes you need to separate it two a little bit and put content expectations on content but allow art to still have the freedom and exists sort of outside the content spectrum which is what I do with my novel that is of course easy because it's an isolated uh, project however I do talk about my novel in content <laughs> so it's sort of um yeah it sort of exists here in the content sphere as well that doesn't mean that i put content expectations on it so within my content i love love creating content uh, in my job that i have um i am a content writer and i do uh, i write things that are content like really really content uh also really really far to the marketing side of the spectrum and i am part of a marketing team and i really enjoy that um i find it fun to think about uh, target audiences and strategies and things like that especially in that um sort of sphere spectrum that is also quite far from my own art uh, because that is my job that is um, that is a company that doesn't really have anything to do with my creative self-expression. Then we have my novel, and then we have everything I do as a creative coach. Um, this podcast, my blog, my email letters, uh, my website, my Instagram. And that is sort of the, the content that exists more on the spectrum. Uh, and different pieces of content, different content mediums fall on different places. So what I'm doing is that I am sliding things along this uh, spectrum between art and content 
in my writing. So I am starting a Substack and I am merging my blog with my email letters. And um, by doing this, I take my blog, which I have viewed more towards the artist side, and I merge it with my email letters, which I viewed more towards the marketing side. Um, and I create something new that is um, on this spectrum. And I intend for for posts to have to fall on different different parts of the spectrum. Some posts will be more towards the marketing side, more like uh, helpful tips for creatives. Um, other things will fall more towards the art side, be more self-expression, be more like inherent value of uh, the piece in itself rather than helping you do something in your creative life, for example. They will still, all of them exist and, and be around creativity and the creative life and all of the topics that I talk about. So it's not really a topic shift, it's more of a format shift. And it's a shift in how I approach it. And um, yeah, this excites me so incredibly much <laughs> um, because for me like writing has always been like my first craft my chosen craft the craft where I see myself most as an artist if you were to compare uh, it with photography which I have done um, also quite a bit um, I have never viewed myself as an artist in photography I have always viewed my photography as content and I have taken photos as content, not as art. Um, with writing, I am an artist first uh, and a content writer second. And I love them both and they're different, but in my own creative work, um, like I am a content writer at my job. I use those skills at my job. Um, and what I've realized is that for my own creative work, for my own things, uh, I want more of the art side in my like regular writing that I do in my business, in my own creative work. And Substack, as I view it, the Substack I'm starting now gives me this creative freedom to, to have both, to have... Um, to have different parts of the spectrum and and to yeah I can go on and on into why exactly I've used Substack like this uh, it has to do partly with the fact that um, it is more like a blog in that it the posts that I write will exist on subs on the Substack platform it doesn't just go into someone's uh, email and then never to be seen again by anyone <laughs> um, and yeah, that's part of it. But also it's part of me starting something um, and putting a different uh, sort of format on it for myself. I'm putting it in a new box. So what I'm doing is that I'm viewing it differently. I am changing the rules a little bit and I am allowing art to have more of a presence, more of a space in my writing. Uh, around creativity so yeah this is how this spectrum this um, spectrum between 
uh, art content marketing is shifting for me. Um, and I would like you to think about how these things are present in your creative life. So do you create art or do you create content or do you create both? Do you put content expectations on your art in that you are expecting your art to develop at a certain pace, for example, that suits online platforms or online structures or ideas we have around um, how often you should publish a blog post, for example, or things like that. Um, If so, can you actually release your art from the content expectations? And if you want to produce both, if you want to create art, if you want to create content, don't look just to your art for content. View them differently. Um, Separate them a little bit or see your content as a way to present your art, for example, rather than be the art in itself. Or maybe you feel a little bit stuck in the content rhythm, the content rules, and you want more art, but you realize that you have sort of either not found that or have lost a little bit of of your artistry, of your art. This is also something I see that is quite common among creatives um, publishing online, that maybe they started with art and then they found content and started creating content and the art sort of um, didn't... Yeah, it was hard to make room for the art uh, because we don't have the expectations or or the structures of content around our art which makes it hard to um, yeah to keep doing it but also when we are used to creating content and used to creating for a plot platform used to creating for an algorithm used to creating for an audience it can be difficult to also release that and not think about that and give ourselves the full creative freedom that we need in art in our art uh, so it can be like we are so used to <laughs> used to content uh, that we forget to give ourselves the creative freedom we need in art. So yeah, think about how this applies to your creative life. Is if there is something that is is off balance in your creative life in how you view your art, if you do art, if you how you view your content, if you view if you do content. Um, or maybe you just do one or the other and you put, maybe you put art expectations on your content and content functions in an entirely different way. Maybe you love creating content, but you feel like it doesn't have the value uh, of an artist uh, that creates art and you expect your content to, to be like art, be on the uh, sort of artistic level of art if you if you want uh, that that's also very unfair and that also in itself devalues content because content can be amazing content can be content has has definitely has value but the value is it it's like a different scale than art so if you feel like your content should be art don't Content is content and content is great in itself as well. And it can have aspects of art in it. Um, And your content can be quite far towards the artist side if you want it to be. Um, 
but don't like don't compare <laughs> necessarily uh, and the other way around if you create art and feel like you are comparing your art to the content that others create and put out online don't see the value of art in itself not as in how well it would do as content so yeah that is my little thing for you to think about today um i think this is a very very interesting topic uh, and i sometimes i have sometimes seen it talked about online um, but i think it's a discussion that we need to have more as creatives in the creative community and actually there to separate them a little bit um, and again that doesn't devalue content um, i think sometimes we we do so much of content and we love content as well many of us um, and we sort of say that yes but content is also art and we sort of blur the lines and i I don't disagree with that. Uh, content can be art, but there are different expectations and there are different there are different needs between uh, art and content. And if we do pursue art, uh, we should also not, again, put content expectations on art always. Uh, then we are sort of neglecting our own need for uh, creative freedom and the freedom that art needs to develop. So, yeah, that is my little thing for you to think about today. And if you have any thoughts that you would like to share with me, feel free to send me like an Instagram DM or something like that. I am, like I said, interested in, in this topic. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. And I will now go back to thinking about my Substack and planning the opening of it. Um, it will happen soon. I hope. And yeah, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to help more creatives find it, make sure you leave a rating and a review or send it over to a friend. If you want to dive deeper into my work of coaching, guiding and supporting creatives, head over to my website, elinlove.com. That is E-L-I-N-L-O-O-W.com. And until next time, remember, there is space for you and your creativity. Close to curtains, brew some herbal tea.